This is Coming of Age, Episode 2. I'm Josie Herbert. In our last episode, we talked about some of the different barriers to orgasm and understanding the realities of sex. People learn about sex in so many different ways. I asked the people I interviewed if they remembered learning one of the most important things in sex, orgasm. Do you remember where you first learned or heard the word orgasm or learned what an orgasm was? Yes, I actually have a funny, well, maybe not, but I do have a funny story about that, so. This is Jean again from our last episode. I was probably, I don't know, maybe like eight or ten, and my dad would like drive us to school every morning. Maybe I was a little older, maybe I was like, no, I was probably like eight or ten. Um, my dad would drive to school every morning, and um, he would play his music in the car, and he played his music every. This is another music story. <laughs> he would play his music, like, everywhere. And this song kind of came up a few times just in my life, and it, like, was playing in the car one morning, and I was kind of, like, singing along to it, and it's, like, this intense song by a band, Klaus Cox. And um, it was, like, it, was, it would kind of go, like, so it basically was like, she's an orgasm addict. And like, so I was kind of singing along to this. And I was like, Dad, like, what's an orgasm? <laughs> and he, he was kind of just like, oh, like, you'll learn it later. Like, don't worry about it. Um, and he, like, it was just, I kind of, like, truly in that mo- moment didn't know what orgasm was. But I remember loving the song and being like, oh, orgasm addict. <laughs> and, like, I've, I, like, kind of found the song a little while later in life after finding out what an orgasm was. And... I was like, oh my god, like, that's what? (laughs) Lots of people told me that reading fanfiction online played a part in their early sexual education. This is Sophie again, from her last episode. I did read a lot of Mm fanfiction. Also, that kind of (laughs) fanfiction. So, that may be, yeah, that may be the, the first time I well when you read fan fiction and almost every time it comes to the point of orgasm so it just felt like it was part of it yeah just like another part in the plot that always yeah. happens yeah, yeah a, a good part I yeah. guess <laughs> they all liked it an enjoyable part <laughs> yeah. of course one major way people learn about sex is from porn like the really mainstream porn that's out there that like just free on the internet um is really misleading. Mm-hmm. So, for a person who's never had sex with a person with a vulva who is like has actually had an orgasm, like maybe a teenage boy watching that will think like, "Well, an orgasm is writhing around and yeah. screaming, and it happens after twenty seconds of penetration." Mm-hmm. Which only penetration. Only so. penetration, nothing, <laughs> and then there's also no lead up to penetration. Mm-hmm. It's like hello, and there I am, and then <laughs> yeah, which mm. is far from the truth <laughs> for most people. Yeah, like I, 
I would venture to say the majority of people, that's not how orgasms happen. So I think that can be a lot of, that can be the source of a lot of confusion for teenage boys or pubescent boys, but also girls who think Mm -hmm. that their bodies are supposed to work like that and who don't see any other portrayal of Mm -hmm. female sexuality. Porn can cause lots of misunderstandings about the realities of sex and of orgasms. Everything that they tried, like I tried and it never worked, but it makes so much sense because like in porn it's just like, oh yeah, I'll go super (laughs) hard, super quick. This is MC again from our previous episode. Porn can also look very different from the sex real people are having, particularly when it's made by people who don't identify with the groups that are featured. What about, like, porn or erotica? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I come, I, I mean, it's like a startup. Mm-hmm. I like to read porn. Yeah. So I'm not very much a um, yeah, video person. Because I think, as, especially with lesbian porn, it's all very fake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the idea of getting fucked with, like, 12-inch nails. No, thank you. Wow. And there, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it's not the full fancy. Mm-hmm. They uh, usually say, like, um, I'm a big part of the gay community here in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. I do drag as well. Mm-hmm. So we talk about sex very openly because it's also quite a safe space. And uh, everybody says, like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Lesbian porn is made for straight people. Yeah. Nah. It's made for straight men. Yes. Straight. I mean, I feel like straight women wouldn't even know that a very long fake fingernail being inside you would be really painful you will rip something (laughs) (laughs) i don't like it um (laughs) no but i read books and Mm -hmm. not like 50 shades of gray or anything Mm -hmm. but uh, but that's a stupid uh, fun story Mm -hmm. (laughs) i uh, used to be part of coc or um it's like the organ for gay rights here in uh, the Netherlands Mm -hmm. and the youth committee and they were coming to our school and I met these two lovely ladies like they were married for 50 years or something late 60s who were gonna uh, talk about sex with us Mm -hmm. like uh, gay porn and everything surrounding that which was quite cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) and afterwards because I helped them out all day they gave me a bunch of uh, old gay books so it was like the lesbian encyclopedia. Uh, encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, like a poems book, and also like um, this little booklet called the Tango Salon, which, yeah, it was all kinds of short stories surrounding lesbian sex, but wow. how it would really go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I used it to yeah, <laughs> get myself started. Let's just say that, mm-hmm. which I'm still thankful for. Yeah. Because if you don't get those things, there's not a lot of, yeah, like, good porn or things for lesbians out there, I think. It's so hard to find accurate or even slightly authentic depictions of lesbian sexuality. I mean, I know that straight porn isn't, like, the same as straight people. Yeah. (laughs) But it's closer and they have more... I can talk today. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) More kinds of uh, categories. Yeah. I mean, straight people Mm -hmm. are making straight porn, but lesbians aren't making 
mainstream no. lesbian porn. No, there's a, a site coming up though. It's called Lustry. Mm-hmm. And those are uh, a group of gay, straight, L- just LGBT people in general mm-hmm. who want to depict couples as they are. So uh, they r- use real couples, as they say, mm-hmm. also fuck buddies and everything. But um, usually there's one heteronormative thing off of them. So, for example, guy in tights or mm. like things you don't usually see yeah. in, in heteronormative form. What's that fun. site called again? Uh, Lustry, it's called. Lustry? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, um, this also comes up in all my interviews, like, just mm, feeling an aversion to porn in some way, because it doesn't mm-hmm. look like the sex you're having, or it doesn't look like the w- sex you want to be no. having. <laughs> um, <laughs> even a little bit. Um, but uh, there's a site called uh, Make Love Not Porn, mm-hmm. and it's it's just like regular people's like sex tapes basically that they upload. But it's um, I mean it's it's not anti-porn, but it's definitely like well, porn is a performance, it's theater, mm-hmm. and sex can look a lot very different from that. So that's an interesting site. Yeah. Yeah. Make love not. Make love, yeah. not porn. Yeah. I thought, make love, not war. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That was Stacy again from our last episode. There's a lot of truly great porn out there, and it's worth searching and paying for. However, the mainstream porn that's so readily available for free all over the internet can ignore the nuance of sexuality. If you only watch porn, you would really think an orgasm happens after, like, 20 seconds of penetration <laughs> and, like, no foreplay and just be like, hey... Here we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which yeah. just doesn't happen for anyone, really. No. Um, I was also especially uh, uh, surprised to learn, because I didn't know that either, that the way to look at it is that, like, um, the vagina is not a sex organ. It's for giving birth. That was Lola. Again, that's not her real name, and we're not using any real names. And... Uh, that men don't understand that, that and also that like the the clitoris is not just the small part but apparently a big part of it is like inside your body and I had no idea I was like wow yeah <laughs> I'm a woman and I don't know this <laughs> I am 21 years old and I have learned something about my body yeah I feel like that should be maybe also in sex ed because mm-hmm. where else are you gonna know that doctors didn't know about it until the late 90s like they didn't understand the whole internal structure that's so weird which is crazy yeah and i i like what you said like the the vagina isn't the sex organ the clit is the sex organ yeah and there's just such a fundamental misunderstanding around like where the center of you know female sexual pleasure is yeah exactly just in the same way that no, because we want it to be as simple as penis vagina, and it's it's not, not. and never has been, and that would be so boring <laughs> if it was. Thank God it isn't, um, because you know there's just so much more diversity and variety, and that's so beautiful. Yeah. In fact, porn can completely mislead viewers to the point where they distrust their bodies. Lola had been masturbating from a young age and didn't think she had ever had an orgasm. 
She was frustrated and insecure about this until she was reassured by her partner and other outside information. She was confused by the performances of orgasms in porn because they didn't look like what she experienced as orgasms. There's just so much variety, so why should anyone just watch bad internet porn? There's so much good <laughs> stuff to get off with or just enjoy. Like, It's really interesting. Though I gotta say, I don't think that the fake porn is a problem. I mean, I could understand how people like that yeah. and it turns them on, but I think the issue is more with thinking that that's how it's in real life. Exactly. Like, especially for maybe people like me, because that type of thing made me not realize what an orgasm was, actually. Yeah. So I think th that's more the the problem. That's really interesting that you say, yeah, that it caused more confusion. Yeah. Like, the thing that is supposed to be an orgasm made you more confused about orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Hmm. I mean, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong, but it is important to know that it is a performance yeah. of sexuality rather than maybe an authentic portrayal, but it doesn't need to be an authentic portrayal at all. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not just porn that's confusing us about sex. It's also sex ed. Did you have any type of like formal sex ed in school? Um, yeah, we did the whole uh, you have a banana and a condom thing. Mm -hmm. And we talked about um, um, STDs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was pretty much it. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so did they talk about orgasms in that context? Or was it more like... These are the bad things that can happen to yeah. you if you have sex, yeah. More like the bad things, yeah. yeah. MC's sex ed was fairly comprehensive, but when it came to the purpose of sex, it was pretty simplistic. Yeah, the whole sexuality was explained. Like, sexuality is there because eventually you want to have kids. Yeah. Like, there is this little aspect, so it's actually pretty chill. <laughs> but main thing is, yeah, going there. Wow. It's like a, It's like a car, kind of. Like, you go in a car to go somewhere, uh, it's actually pretty chill to like, drive a car just randomly, which is okay. It's not yeah. really good for the environment, but besides that, I think they kind of try to bring it that way. This sex is, is a with a goal. Thankfully, there is hope for the future of sex ed, at least in the Netherlands. Stacy, who, as you remember, is studying to become a teacher, told me this story. The reader books now, they are way more complicated and more, how do you say it? Not as basic anymore. So they're, they're getting more comprehensive. Yeah, because I'm not straight. Yeah. <laughs> Which you could. <laughs> you know, oh, gay gender. Yeah, that's why. Some not straight people occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not straight. And they used to say like, oh yeah, they're uh, gays and lesbians and bisexuals. And now they're talking about like transgenders as well and everything. So mm -hmm. it's going the right way. This has been our second episode of Coming of Age. I'm Josie Herbert. The third and final episode of this miniseries will be available soon. 
Our original music is by Timothy Fox, and you can find his music at timothyfox.bandcamp.com. Oh, we have a lot of words for uh, sex and blowjobs. Blow we have like 10 words for it. Wow. <laughs> like with a little winky eye. Uh, it's called Piper. Piper. Which is called like Piper. Um, like piping. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. <laughs> like laying pipe. Mm -hmm. I have just sex, but we we write it with K yeah. S. K S. What else? Uh, Piper. Nuka. Yeah, I. <laughs> That's one of the things we learned. We took a Dutch class, and like one of the first phrases we learned was "noken into koken." Yeah, noken into koken. Yeah. yeah.